0: KBOO News In-Depth, where we take a deeper look at the top news
1: stories impacting our community. I'm speaking with Street Roots Editor-in-Chief Kay Rambo about an article published June 22nd. It's called From Pillar to Post, Analysis of Sweep Postings from Weekly Report Shows. Many camps are posted at least two times before the city sweeps them. Welcome, Kay.
0: Hey, thanks for having me on.
1: Thanks for speaking with us today. So your new article looks at data about homeless camp sweeps in Portland, how those postings are made, and when those sweeps end up happening. So what did you find in the the data analysis that you ended up doing?
0: Yeah, I found that uh, a lot of the encampments that are swept by the city are posted uh, at least twice prior to being swept by the city. Um, the week that I used to base my analysis of all encampments showed up in consecutive weekly reports, which according to the city indicates they were likely posted um, at least twice. Ones that showed up in three consecutive weekly reports as being posted for removal um, had to have been posted at least twice, just based on the window of time that a suite posting gives. Um, And that was also a substantial number of encampments. And 38% of all encampments showed up in at least three consecutive reports, which means they were definitely posted at least twice.
1: So how are these posts and sweeps supposed to work? I assume that the double posting, triple posting that you're talking about is, is not the ideal.
0: They're certainly not ideal for unhoused folks who are being swept, uh, nor are they ideal for advocates and volunteers who are helping them. Um, I assume the city wouldn't feel that the way they're handling it is ideal for them either. Um, but essentially, you know, a, a sweep posting gives folks three to 10 days to move. At some point in that range, which is already a little difficult for most folks to work with, the city will show up with Rapid Response BioClean, a contractor that they pay, they will essentially load anything that folks can't carry onto a truck Um, things that are left behind they're supposed to bag and tag so to speak so um, they'll be recorded in terms of location the person who they belong to um, and ideally they will then be able to go pick those things up at a later date at a warehouse the way things are happening is many of these camps get posted with this original three to ten day window. And at the end of that 10 days, the city realizes essentially they can't get to that camp. Um, They will then go back out generally uh, on a Friday, take down the old posting and post a new one that then creates a new three to 10 day window in which uh, that encampment can be swept by the city. And in some cases, they are extending that window you know, four, five, six, seven times before they eventually show up and remove a homeless encampment.
1: So what impact does that kind of uncertainty about, you know, not even just a three to 10 day window, but extending it over and over again? What kind of impact does that have on folks whose camps are slated to be swept?
0: That's a great question. Uh, And that's something that, you know, I really tried to look into in the story. The level of uncertainty it creates for people who are trying to navigate those situations is considerable. Um, You know, they're not sure what day they really have to be out of there by, um, which is already the case, right? But um, initially there's at least this three to 10 day window they believe that they're kind of negotiating with. And, you know, we heard from people that we interviewed, uh, advocates who said, you know, they've seen these camps get posted repeatedly like this, which eventually leads to people not necessarily taking that posting quite as seriously, right? Because there's there's this established track record of this three to ten day window not being particularly credible. Um, they might leave their camp unattended, and then come back at the end of the day and find that the city showed up that day, removed their belongings. Um, you know, in some cases, I heard, you know, people losing medication, social security cards, um, family photos, you know, things that are irreplaceable. Uh, and then also the point was raised that, you know, at times when the city contractors are coming and removing tents and sleeping bags, um, there's no name they can attach them to if it's, you know, if the camp is unattended at the time it's being swept, there's a, a pretty high likelihood um And honestly, even when there is a name attached to it, there's a pretty high likelihood that folks don't go and and find a way to claim those belongings. Um, they often get thrown out. And what's happening is a lot of the tents and sleeping bags that the city contractors are taking from these camps and oftentimes eventually throwing away, um, that gear was originally paid for by the County and then distributed through the joint office of homeless services. So we kind of have this, um, you know cycle where tax dollars are being used to pay for this equipment tax dollars are being used to distribute it um, tax dollars are also being used to then collect it and dispose of it oftentimes
1: and how does this double posting uncertainty triple posting like you're saying how does that impact advocates and service providers
0: well it's similar you know in a way to how it's impacting folks on the streets, which is uh, service providers and people providing assistance in general are just unsure of what resources they need to collect when they need to direct them and where they need to direct them to. Right. Because if the, when folks are being swept versus when they're being posted is inconsistent, it's hard to know if this is the week that someone needs transportation or is this just, they need food and water or, you know, um, more general help that isn't necessarily, you know, associated with relocating. Um, And so, you know, from what I gathered from speaking with people, um, it's really hard to kind of prioritize and and triage where the help is going and when and what specific types of help are needed um, if the dates that are being given on these notices are as fluid as as they appear to be. Um, And I think, you know, something that's worth discussing is, you know, this is one week where we took every camp that was listed in that weekly report as posted for removal, we looked at, you know, we tracked where each one showed up initially um, in prior weekly reports. We then, you know, followed them weekly until, you know, they were posted as being removed. Um, You know, if we took, say, the May 30th to June 5th report, um, in that report, 86 of 108 encampments listed as posted for removal. So almost 80% of them um, showed up in at least two consecutive reports. So, um, you know, it's a pretty high number of people who, according to the city's own um, explanation for why they would show up in consecutive reports, we're ending up with a lot of camps that are getting posted multiple times before a single sweep occurs.
1: I want to ask about who benefits from the system. Why does it persist? Why does it benefit the city to post things multiple times?
0: Well, essentially there is this three to 10 day window that the city is negotiating with after they initially post a camp. Um, If they go and remove the old posting and replace it with a new one, it extends then that window of time that they have to operate within um, in terms of removing an encampment. I think, you know, maybe the operative question here is why would they be posting so many camps if they know they're not going to get to all of them? Um, and I haven't been able to get a clear understanding from the city yet why that's the policy and why that's the process that they're following.
1: Have you spoken to any advocates that have theories about that kind of thing?
0: Yes, and and there are a few covered in the article. Um, you know, I think the general sense from basically everyone I spoke to, aside from the city, was that um, by posting these camps, the people who reported those camps can then walk by and see that there's a posting there um, and that there is to them, you know, some indication that, you know, what they believe is progress in terms of just removing homeless encampments, um, they believe that that's happening in some way, right? So, um, you know, I think whether or not it's intentional, it certainly will, I think, give people who are reporting the camps and are upset that they're there, um, and really their main concern is removal more than, you know, maybe providing some sort of long-standing solution or long-lasting solution. Um, It at least lets them go home at night and feel like something is being done on their behalf. Um, I think even, and I think that's the case, even if You know, these camps aren't actually being swept in that three to 10 day window. It does show them, I guess, that the city is listening in terms of how those particular folks would like things done. And I think, you know, the theory from some of the folks I interviewed is, again, maybe it's not intentional, but there's certainly a belief that at the end of the day, it's of political benefit to city leaders who can then say, look how many encampments we've posted for removal. Look how many we've evaluated. Um, and they are indeed still removing a lot of camps, um, it's just clear that they are at this point willing to post many, many more camps than they are capable of removing in a single week.
1: Have you encountered any misconceptions that folks might have about the sweep posting process while doing this kind of reporting?
0: That's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, the biggest debate, I guess, that I see around this is um, – Is there an objective criteria here? And I think, you know, if you ask Hucker, the answer is yes. They believe that, you know, they have this set of criteria. They're going to camps that are reported, they're um, evaluating them on this criteria and then posting or not posting them based on that criteria. Um, I think a lot of people are of the opinion that these postings are maybe more driven by um you know an interest in catering to tourism dollars or um you know not inconveniencing more affluent portlanders or you know um some sort of political or economic reason for them rather than anything i guess in the humanitarian realm which which i think um has become pretty commonly part of the city's messaging around these processes
1: so how does your data analysis tie into the sweeps data that Street Roots is collecting for the Orange Fence Project? So
0: I would say this data analysis, um, you know, really a big reason that I even started doing this informally prior to realizing, hey, there's a story here, um, you know, is really trying to understand what is valuable about this data. What can we use as journalists to you know, look at some of these camps that are being posted. Um, You know, can we go speak with folks and kind of get their story? Can we observe a sweep and kind of what happens during that period of time? Um, You know, what, I guess, redundancies or um, fact checking and accountability value does our sweep tracker have in terms of evaluating the data that the the city is publishing. Um, But, you know, I think broadly, this story fits in very neatly with the orange fence project as a whole and not not necessarily the sweet tracker right the orange fence project is really focused on homelessness enforcement um, impact you know what in terms of the policies that are here you know i think from an abstract perspective you know we understand what those policies are for the most part we understand What they say, but what do they actually do, right? What's the real everyday effect that these policies have on people? Um, And, you know, I think not so much on the business community or affluent people who are, um, or even just, you know, housed community members who are maybe um, a little more upset about the visibility of poverty than the existence of poverty, um, because I think those perspectives are really well represented currently in the media. Um, You know, but trying to look at things more from the human perspective uh, and understanding what do these policies do and mean for the human beings who they are enforced
1: against. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: That was Kay Rambo, the editor-in-chief at Street Roots, speaking about a new article published June 22nd called From Pillars to Posts: Analysis of sweep postings from Weekly Report show many camps are posted at least two times before the city sweeps them. You've been listening to KBOO News In-Depth. I'm Althea Billings. Thanks for being with us.